Hello, welcome back to another episode. Good to be back. Uh, we're here in Israel in my dorms in Yeshiva. Uh, it's been almost three to four weeks since I've really been on the podcast. Uh, just really settled into my dorm here um, in Israel. It's been really awesome. I'm loving every second of it right now. Um, we actually went on a trip, but I couldn't make it because I sprained my ankle Saturday night playing ball. Uh, that was definitely not fun. So I kind of wanted to rest, keep it a little um, rested, and hopefully I'll be good for the weekend. But yeah, we're uh, back, Chris. So good to see you. Hey, it's great to see you, man. Been a long time. Uh, so you're getting hurt over there playing ball? Are we, I mean, be a little more specific. Are we talking baseball, football, soccer, basketball? What are we doing? Yeah, so it's actually basketball. There's a lot of ball here. Uh, we have two really nice courts in the in the school. So um, we were playing late Saturday night. Um, and I was the ball. It was a loose ball. I was running run to the corner, pick up the ball, and then I I don't know. I guess I landed awkwardly because my ankle ended up on the floor, and no, that was definitely fun. I got it checked out in the urgent care. Um, just a sprain. Definitely, I'm walking on it now, which is good. I was on crutches for a couple of days, but I'm back. Um, good to be back on the podcast. Honestly, yeah, it's been a while, but definitely getting there health wise. Trying to it's all okay and everything. But yeah, let's 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 talk some baseball, Chris. Um, All right, yeah. I haven't been on top of my A game. I definitely haven't been able to be watching games, but I kept up enough. Just did a couple, a little research on what's going on. But Chris, how about you? What's going on with you? Uh, just been holding this show down, you know, trying to keep things going. So we're still growing audiences. Uh, you missed a really great interview with Dan Connolly covering the Baltimore Orioles. Um, for anybody who did miss that as well, go check it out. He's fantastic. Like, I don't know about you, but kind of really pulling for the Orioles. And I got to say, I wouldn't be shocked at all if they made it to the World Series. Like, they've got they've got a good team. They're definitely missing uh, some frontline starters. And that's definitely going to be their biggest uh, red flag as they pro- progress through the rest of the season, the playoffs, or anything like that. But offensively, man, like, their team, they just... They just battle, and they don't really know what they don't know, and it's probably because they're very young and very inexperienced. So their team I'd watch out for in the AL. Um, you know, NL, that's a different story. I kind of think Atlanta's just going to mow through everybody. I think the Dodgers would be the best competition they'll face if they square off against each other. But even then, Atlanta's just, like, they're just so stacked. It's crazy how good they are. But, you know, AL, there's definitely some intrigue. Um you know, the Twins, they pretty much have the Central locked up. They've got a six-game lead over the Cleveland Guardians, who uh, I've got a beef with them and how they just decided they wanted to ruin all the waiver claims for everybody once the Angels dropped six of the guys. Um, but, like, I, I just don't understand what's going on with Cleveland. Like, you, you sold at the deadline. Now at the waivers, you're going to buy and try to make a playoff push. Like, what are we doing here? Get, 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 get your stuff together. But, anyways... Their Guardians are pretty much done for the AL Central. Their only hope is the wild card, and even that, they've got a lot of ground to make up. So the AL West seems to be very much of a battle right now. You've got the team in Houston, you've got the Mariners, and you've got the Texas Rangers all jockeying to win the AL West. And then, kind of interesting enough, like whoever wins the AL West could potentially get that, or whoever doesn't win the AL West could potentially have a shot for the top wildcard seeding uh, 
you know, in the AL. Tampa Bay is currently got that spot locked up, but they're, you know, only a few games, a handful of games ahead of, of you know, Seattle as, you know, was it, I think it's like seven games, there's a seven game difference or whatever that could be made up if Seattle decides to get their act together, but um, more than likely you're probably going to have Baltimore be the one seed, Tampa Bay be the top wild card seed, and then you've got the winner from the AL West is going to be the two seed, and then whoever the second team is that comes from the AL West is going to be your second top wild card team, and then you know from the third spot it's really going to be up for grabs. There are a handful of teams that have a pretty good shot at the top ones right now are the Texas Rangers and your Toronto Blue Jays, but you know we can't really count out. Boston, they're kind of hanging around a little bit. Um, they could make it in. They've really got to step up their game, though, as they're like currently five games back. But, you know, they, they're they within contention. And then, then this team in New York that I think you might be familiar oh, with. Oh, baby. <laughs> they, they're they six and a half back. We coming. And, and more surprisingly, since they decided to actually get an outfielder in Jason Dominguez, they've won eight of their last nine games, and maybe they've got enough left in the tank after all to make a push. I mean, let's not discredit that they have Garrett Cole. They've got Carlos Rodon. So that's a really good one-two punch. If Severino can get his groove back or whatever he's missing, that could be a nice you know, third guy in the rotation. So they definitely have Aaron Judge, who's, you know, he's okay. He's really not been great this season. Um, but, you know, they, they could. They could. We'll see. They've they, you know, they just got to keep winning at this point. Yeah, we're talking about a guy who only has 31 home runs when he's barely <laughs> missed, yeah. I would say, 30 to 40 games, but he's still keeping up with his, uh, with his pace, and he's 13th in home runs. But I kind of want to add with what you're saying. I, I think it's very intriguing um, because you're looking at an AL wildcard race which really could get funky uh, down the wire. I think that the first seed is sort of a lock. Uh, either the Orioles and Rays. As of now, like you said, the Rays are three and a half games in the, in the Orioles in the AL East, but really only have an eight-game lead um, in the wild card. So I would say the Orioles or, or Rays is really just um, a matter of who will win the AL East. I think that's good. that's what it's come down to. I think the first wild card will be either or. I think it's the Orioles and Rays. I think everyone's too far out of contention to really come back. But the second and third spot, of course, like you were saying, is really up for grabs. The second and third spot, we're looking at teams as of now, the three is the Rangers, we're looking at the Mariners and Blue Jays. But like I said, Yankees or Red Sox are right behind. Uh, recently, as you know, I'm, as you probably know, the Mariners have really just blew everyone out of the water. Uh, on August 1st, they were 55-52. And since then, they went 23-9. and uh, They won... 21 games in the month of August, two aching winning streaks in that month. They really just blew one ever out of the water. Who would have guessed started picking things up? Their offense really just exploded, and a lot of things started coming together for them. So the Mariners are really showing what they're made of and, you know, really making a case for themselves. I think that they're definitely uh, one of the final contenders down the wire. Then you're looking at a Rangers team and a Blue Jays team. The, the Rangers are really just struggling. The Blue Jays are clutching onto that third wild card spot. But the Rangers are right behind. The Rangers are really just struggling. Uh, they're 3-7 in the past 10 games, uh, which included a three-game 
sweep of the Astros. That was pretty tough. They allowed 39 runs while scoring just 10 runs in that series. The Rangers have really just been blown up uh, recently. Uh, I think it was last night, the night before, Scherzer really got blown up as well. So they really have to start picking things up if they want to keep their spot. Um, but I, I think it's really going to come down to just positioning. Uh, not positioning, just scheduling-wise. I think that these teams uh, really need to start if they want to secure the spot. You're looking at teams like the Red Sox and the Yankees who just the Yankees keep on winning. Red Sox have, have been struggling uh, recently. They dropped two out of three against Tampa. Took two out of three in KC the series before, but got swept in Houston before that. Um, and the schedule for the rest of the season in Boston, that's pretty tough. You're looking at the Orioles, then the Yankees, then Toronto and Texas. So the White Sox, the Rays, and then Baltimore, four-game series at home. So the Red Sox really have a tough schedule for any for many of the season. But when you're looking at teams like the Orioles, the Mariners, the Blue Jays, and the Rangers, these are just teams that really need to start wrapping this up if they want to hold off teams like the Yankees and the Red Sox who just keep on holding on. Uh, we're talking about a Yankees team. Just talk about the Yankees in my squad a little bit. Uh, this is a team that really needs to be some sort of speculation. They're streaking. They're five and zero in the months of September. Um, six and a half, half games out of the wild card. They're they've won three series in a row, including a three game shocking sweep in Houston, which is the first time since 2013, which was the final series in 2013. Uh, I think really since they called up their younger talent, there's really been a change of pace in you know uh, just the Yankees. They've just been playing as a completely different brand of baseball uh, ever since they called up Jason Dominguez. Austin Wells, Everson Pereira, and Oswald Peraza, even Anthony Volpe, who obviously been up all year, but he now accumulated a 2020 season. Um, but although Dominguez has obviously been the most impactful, three homers for 21 at-bats and a 1.143 EPS, I think the Yankees just have been playing a different brand of baseball with all these young guys. Obviously, Wells and Pereira are newer faces. We've seen Peraza before. He had a three-hit night last night. Um, but I think Pereira and Wells could be impactful roles uh, in, in years to come. I think cause now we're just getting to the adjustment phase where they're just trying to get as much at bats as they can to you know face major league hit pitching. But the Yankees are just playing a different, a completely different game, and they're just on shrieking, and they're definitely a team to look out for. Um, not to mention Gleyber Torres uh, hitting three thirty three in the past month. Um, and if you take a look at the Yankees' schedule, it's really pretty mild um, the rest of the season. So things could really change drastically if the Yankees start, keep winning. We, we're looking at the Brewers, then Boston, then the Pirates, then the Blue Jays, then the Diamondbacks, then the Blue Jays again, then the Royals. So I think the biggest series here is obviously the divisional series. There are two series, one in, one in Toronto, and then the Boston series – it's also huge. So I think those are the three series that the Yankees really need to win. And taking two out of three in those series is really huge. Um, so that's really where the Yankees need to look. And that's they're probably going to be their biggest games in the season. I, I think Pittsburgh and Kansas City should really be easy games to win. But, you know, the Yankees and I, I just don't – never really sure uh, what's going on. It's especially over the past month, it's just been a really weird month for the Yankees. You know, they win some, they lose some, then they go on a crazy game, a crazy streak to open September. So there's a lot of game 
games left to play. I think the Yankees are still in play. The Red Sox are still in play, but I think it's really going to get fun. Yeah, it's definitely a great time of year to watch the playoff races. You know, going to go and talk about the Texas Rangers for a bit. They just wrapped up a three-game series against that team in Houston where Texas scored a combined, over those three games, combined 10 runs. Meanwhile, you have Houston scoring 13, 14, and 12 in each one of those games. They, they just ran over the Rangers. And it's kind of interesting because, like you said, Scherzer was a guy that went for them. They also had Evaldi, who's had a good season, too. And so, like, Texas rolled out, you would say, their top two pitchers, and those guys still got destroyed by Houston. So we'll see what Texas can do. They've got, really looking at their schedule, they've got two – they don't have an easy schedule. They've got two series coming up that I would say you could chalk them up for winning those series. And they start with Oakland tonight. Uh, they'll play a three-game series against Oakland. And then after that, they'll go to Toronto for a four-game series, then at Cleveland for a three-game series, back home for six games with a series against Boston, a series against Seattle. And here's their other series that they can win, and that's a three-game series against the Angels. And then they wrap up the season with a four-game series against the Seattle Mariners. So there's really only two series that I think Texas should be able to, you know, win those series, potentially even sweep. Like, I definitely think they should sweep Oakland, and I think they should take care of the Angels too. But if they went 2-1 against them, I, I couldn't. I wouldn't be too surprised considering L.A. does have some talent there. And they've got this guy named Otani who's, you know, Supposedly pretty good. Just some dude. Yeah. Um, kind of like that dude in, in Judge or whatever, the Yankees. Just some uh, guy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some guys but, with names out there. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So, but Texas does have a very tough schedule because all those teams they face outside of L.A., outside of the Angels and Oakland, they're all competing for the playoffs. Yes, Cleveland is kind, Cleveland and Boston are kind of the, the lowest ones of the group, but – they are still within striking distance of getting that wild card spot. So it's not series that they can take lightly or, you know, just like, hey, you're really out of it or anything like that. So they can't really overlook them. Otherwise, it's going to hurt their own chances at making the playoffs. Currently, they're a half game back of Toronto for that third wild card spot. So again, that series against Toronto is going to be huge for them because it'll help with tiebreakers or anything as well. But, um, you know, looking at schedules, it's going to be, you know, it's really going to be a big factor. There's going to be, I don't want to say a lot of scoreboard watching um, by these teams, but there is kind of going to be, like, I, I can imagine these teams are going to be paying attention to what's going on around them. Looking at Toronto, they're going to open up a three-game series against Kansas City. So if you think that Texas is going to sweep their series against Oakland, then I think you also have to think that Toronto is going to sweep their series against Kansas City as well. And if that happens... Texas didn't gain any ground. Now, they do face off, you know, starting next week, but then Toronto is going to be – Toronto's currently going to be on a – doing quick math here – 10-game homestand where they're going to face Kansas City, face Texas, and then face Boston. And then they'll go on a six-game road trip where they'll face New York Yankees in New York at Tampa Bay, and then they'll – they basically play those two teams to finish out the season. It's going to go a series against New York – series against Tampa Bay, back to the series against New York, and then back to the series against Tampa Bay. So that's going to be a very tough stretch for them. I mean, Yankees, if they can continue this winning streak, they're not going to be going anywhere, and they're going to be playing with a lot to play for, too, you know, come uh, middle to end of September. 
but that's a little further down the road. But Toronto doesn't have an easy schedule as well, so it's going to be a lot of fun watching the scoreboard and paying attention. I know personally for me, watching the Mariners, it's been one of those things, okay, watching the Mariners, all right, the Mariners won the game, all right, now let me go check and see how Houston and Texas is doing because I really want them to lose because I'd love to see them win the AL West. If not only that, I need to know where they are because either one of those teams is going to be competing for the wild card spot as well, so we really need to keep an eye on what's going on around them. So hopefully some of the teams are kind of maybe doing something similar where they're taking care of their business and then afterwards they're able to look what's going on around them but ultimately they really should just be focusing on what they can do because the name of the game now is just wins just win baby as al davis for the um now las vegas raiders used to say um you know you just win and everything will take care of itself but it's <laughs> going to be a lot of fun um Rafal, i know you can't keep up on them as much over in israel but um i hope you are able to keep keep tabs on what's going on with this playoff race because the the standings for the divisions I think are for the most part really I think the AL West is the only one that's still like up for con like legit contention um I'll you know you can tell us more about the AL East because you're obviously much more familiar with what's going on there but you know Baltimore's got a three and a half game lead like you mentioned and it's not too far for Tampa Bay to overcome, but it's just one of those, at least for me, it's a gut feeling that that division is kind of done over with. It's going to be Baltimore's your AL East champs. Tampa Bay is going to be the top all card. The AL Central is clearly going to be Minnesota. Um, and then you have the AL West where, he, he, excuse me, currently Houston is the top team with Seattle just a game back, considering Seattle dropped two or three against Cincinnati, which is very frustrating. But um, it's the AL West is the only one I think that's still up for grabs and it's going to be fun. But, you know, Rafal, how are you, what are your thoughts with the AL East? So this is the funny thing about the AL East. Uh, it's, it's a very interesting division um, because I think from the Orioles standpoint, if you think about it, the Orioles aren't, Overpowering team. If you look at any other division, uh, especially team, uh, divisions like the AL West, you have the Astros who have an all-star lineup and healthy, uh, pretty dominant pitching staff uh, when healthy as well. You look at the NL, NL East, you have the Braves who have a ridiculous lineup, a uh, pretty nice pitching staff. Um, the NL West, obviously the Dodgers. So it, it's some divisions have those all-star teams where, you know, no matter what facet, you're going to face them and they're going to overpower you. But look at the AL East. You don't really have that. Uh, the AL, the Orioles, like you said, are struggling pitching wise. They don't really have that dominant starter. Uh, they thought, uh, you know, they brought in Kyle Gibson. You have Dean Kramer who's struggling this year. You know, Grayson, Grayson Rodriguez uh, still trying to find his way in the majors. And, you know, you obviously still got John Means on the IL, but there's a lot that, you know, when you look at the AL East, I think that there is still a lot of talent. And, you know, it, it's not to say I'm not degrading the Orioles. I think the Orioles are a great organization. They're playing a great brand of baseball this year. But it's not to say that they're any close, you know, if they were to face the Braves in a, in a seven-game series, I really think the Braves would – the Orioles really had no chance. Uh, and, you know, when you move on down, you look at the Rays. The Rays as well, there's no big star there. They have, you know – Wander Franco, uh, not as good as the year he had last year. You know, you got you got a, a, a nice 
solid amount of you know over above average players. I wouldn't say guys like they don't have a Ronald Acuna, they don't have an Aaron Judge. They have a bunch of guys a couple levels lower, but definitely potent enough to put together an 85 win squad. And then you move on down the Blue Jays. As I think there's just there's no overpowering team right now in the AL East. Um, I still believe that the AL is still up for grabs between the, I think the Rays can still come back. I, I think they've been playing good enough brand of baseball to hold on to, you know, three, three and a half games back is still not, uh, it's not too many games. It's not too, uh, too little amount of games. I think there's still enough time for them to come back. I think the Blue Jays, Red Sox and Yankees are done. I think that other than that, the division is kind of sealed and those three teams are sort of battling for a wild card spot. But, it's it's going to be fun because you know the funniest thing to me is that you play so many games and you know really the last thirty that's when all the fans start turning on the, the TV and saying oh like you said Chris like oh hey what we just won let's check out let's check out the Reds the Red Sox game check out the the Blue Jays these are teams that we need to keep an eye on to see you know what what they're up to and in the last thirty games I, I just think it's pretty funny how it always ends up that you're playing teams in your division. And when you're in a good division, it's likely that you're going to end up playing them at the end of the year, and it's likely that those are going to be the deciding games. So when you look at the schedules, Toronto, Boston, Yankees, they're all playing division games. Um, so I just think that these are going to be some really critical games. Uh, I think the Orioles I, Orioles and Rays, I saw a lot of intra-division playing for the Orioles and Rays. I think the, the Rays had two series in Boston. The Blue Jays also had two. Uh, so I think if in order to seal the division, uh, the Orioles and Rays just need to wrap things up, and I, I think it's going to be one of those teams. But the wild card is really going to be a close one. Uh, obviously, you've got Tampa Bay and Toronto uh, currently hold a wild card spot, but I, I think things could really change uh, given that the Yankees just keep on winning and the Red Sox are somehow holding on, even though they are three and seven and are a two game losing streak. But I think a lot can change. Um, Moving on to the central, Chris, like you said, I think the Guardi- the Guardians, not the, the Twins, sort of wrapped that up. Uh, I think halfway through the year, it was more of a conversation of who would take that AL Central crown. But I think now that the Twins have sort of pulled away, six-game lead over the Guardians. I think the Guardians are sort of falling back. Uh, not I need to start winning a little more, sort of showing that they're a little more grit, I would say. Uh and the West, I, I sort of agree with you. I would say that the West is the only division that is still very up for grabs. Uh, I just think that there's three teams. You're looking at Houston, Seattle, and Texas that are, are really – any of those teams can win it. You got Houston one game back, which is really just any game you win and the other team loses, you now have the division. Um, but the Rangers are still right there. Um, obviously, they, they've hit a little of a roadblock, but I don't think it's going to last very long given that they've just been playing really good brand baseball this year. But I think really anything can happen. Uh, I think ever since the Angels sort of sold the entire team, I think um, they're not out of the picture. Um, but I, I think it's going to get very, very close. Um, I think there's a lot of games that are going to be the deciding factor for these teams and for the fate of their playoff hopes. But, you know, when you're looking at teams like the Yankees, you're looking at teams like the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, you're looking at teams like the Guardians and the Mariners. These are teams that aren't overpowering this year. 
those are we're looking. Those are the type of teams that uh, maybe won't win a division, uh, maybe will, um, but they're they really just need to get down to it now. And this is when you play your best baseball. This is when you need to play your best baseball in order to obtain some sort of playoff spot. So I think that these division games and these wild card games, when you know you see the Yankees go up against the Blue Jays, you see the Yankees are, are going to play. Or even the AOS, you're seeing the, the Mariners playing the Astros, like, or the Mariners, the Astros playing the, the was it, Astros Rangers. That was a big series. And the Rangers obviously pretty much got demolished. So that was a big series for the Rangers. Uh, didn't really go their way, per se. But that, those are the type of series is where if you're a, a team that's a couple games back, you need to win those games. And taking, taking two out of three, even losing two out of three, winning that one game can really change a lot. Um, so I think we're down the wire. We're going to see a lot. Uh, I haven't said I haven't really been watching games. I think I've watched a couple here and there at 10, 15 minutes. I'm keeping up enough. Uh, I check every morning. Um, usually I check the box score, watch the condensed game, um, checking other games and everything. Um, I haven't been watching games because the Yankees play at 2 in the morning for me here. So not really uh, not up staying up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that I think is – it's going to be a fun month. Say that. Yeah. The, and real quick, the AL West, just looking at some of the schedules here, the Seattle Mariners have two series, kind of like we're talking about with Texas, where I'd say they should sweep and or maybe lose one game between them because they will face the Angels. They will face Oakland as well. And those will be the final times those two teams meet, obviously. Uh, but those, those six games are going to be huge for the Seattle Mariners because – they are currently going to start a three-game series in Tampa Bay. So not only is Tampa Bay going to face a quality opponent, but you're looking at these two teams that are potentially going to be battling for that number one wildcard seed. Um, again, Seattle has some ground to make up because they are behind Tampa Bay. But if, for whatever reason, Seattle is able to sweep, that would be huge. I mean, that would really cut the lead down some. And Tampa Bay you know, doesn't have an or doesn't have a cupcake schedule either. They've got some formidable opponents coming up to wrap up the year. But, you know, really looking at the AL West, you've got Seattle facing Tampa Bay, Anaheim, the Dodgers at home, and then the A's. But then after that, they they wrap up. The AL West is going to be decided at the end of September. There's no question because Seattle's going to face, in Texas, a three-game series. Then they're going to be home to face Houston and home to face Tex- the Texas Rangers as well to wrap up. So you have, you have nine games there at the end of the year that really are going to decide who wins the AL West because you have these teams that are playing each other. And i got to think that it's going to be a kind of close race to the finish there with Seattle and Houston, Texas all being close to each other in the stands currently and just based on their schedules, like it's gonna come down to probably the last game to decide who is going to win the AOS and that's gonna be huge because like we talked about, whoever's winning the AOS is gonna be the most likely going to be the two seed and the team that finishes second, they're gonna be the top wild card team. So you know, trying for teams that are gonna be looking and have things wrapped up like a Baltimore or a Minnesota you're looking at a situation where you can't necessarily start to game plan for who you're going to be facing because you could face the Rangers, you could face Houston, you could face Seattle. So you kind of have to be flexible, but also having multiple game plans and how we're going to handle you know guys that we're facing. And not only that, 
it's quite possible that you have these teams, you know, Texas, Houston, and Seattle, having to put their number one starters in critical games to secure these wins to get them the best you know, possible spots in the playoffs, whether that's the two seed winning the division um, or the top wild card. So that could be detrimental to whoever, you know, to their next series that they start in the playoffs because their top guy may already be used up and can't go until maybe the, you know, later on in the playoffs. So it's really going to be impactful to how the AOS is finishing up. And, you know, all three of these teams are really going to be motivated to win because if they can get enough wins and get a lead, then maybe they can start to set their lineups and gear up more for the playoffs. But it's really going to be a lot of fun. We're really getting down to crunch time here for the AL standings in terms of the playoffs and wild card seeding and everything like that. We're starting to get an idea of a couple teams that are in. Like we said, Baltimore's going to be in. Tampa Bay's going to be in for sure. Minnesota's going to be in. But we know Baltimore and Minnesota are going to win the divisions. So that that's two out of the six what right six yeah out of the six yeah. spots that are in the playoffs that are locked up for the al side um so gonna be a lot of fun everybody stay tuned for more play more wonderful baseball action that's going on a lot more passion and kid could the yankees pull off a rockies type of you know run and just be a hot team that you know gets hot at the right time and comes down to the stretch and makes a run into the playoffs. Who knows? We've seen it happen once. Obviously, that was the NL and a few years back. But, hey, you can't mess with the winning streak. And right now, New York is you know a pretty hot team right now. Yeah. Um, you know what's funny to me? The, the AL West hasn't really been um, much of a conversation, conversation the past couple of years. Astros have been the team. Uh, in the AL past couple of years. The Mariners have been right behind the past two years, 90-plus wins in the past two years. 2020, obviously, the Astros were 29-31. 20, uh, the A's did win that year. But really, the past couple of years, the Astros have been the team in the AL. And ever since the Mariners, the Rangers, you spent all that money, I think it's been more conversation. And now, really, for the next couple of years, uh, since Verlander left, and I think that, you know, you, a lot of their veterans, especially left, you're looking at guys like Jose Altuve left, Vasquez left, Verlander left. I think that a lot has changed for Houston, and now you're looking at younger teams. You're looking at the Mariners. You're looking at the Rangers, who are now more talented, more potent, and definitely can compete like an Astros team, Astros team that has pretty much been out of reach in the past couple of years and pretty much – eating up the ALS, but I think now it's more conversation now and in the beginning of next year and really just the, the final stretch here, I think it's getting more conversation. It's not just going to be Astros all the way. I think that there's a lot that could happen. And now there's more talent in this division and there, there's much more to factor in when you look at the ALS. It's not just Astros. Um, it's Astros, Mariners, Rangers. Um, and obviously the angels, I think will come. I think the angels will come back next year uh, with a little more of perspective. Uh, the past couple of years, they, they, this year didn't really work out. They tried a couple of one-year guys, which didn't really work out. But I really think that if the if the Angels um, end up signing Otani, I think that there's a lot that is going to go down the offseason. Obviously, they're going to spend a lot of money, but they do uh, have the capacity to spend that money. 
Uh, I think that they, if they keep Otani, there's going to be a lot changing in Los Angeles at, at Anaheim. I think that they're going to become uh, more buyers, and I think they're going to go out and try to get guys to win a championship. But as of now, we just got to watch and see. We got to wait. There's a lot that's going to unravel the past couple weeks. Hopefully, I can make it next Thursday. Uh, I just realized it's easier because I actually have off on Fridays. Um, so it might nice. be easier just to stay up late Thursday night and podcast with you. But on to Chris. Yeah, that would be great to have you back. You know, um, definitely we'll be in touch in terms of uh, scheduling these podcasts and everything like that so you can join. But, you know, everybody, that's pretty much going to do it for today. We'll obviously talk about the NL playoff races at another time. But, you know, for everybody that's out there that's following along, keep track of Rafal as he's over in Israel. Um, I haven't seen him too much on Twitter, but, you know, that's all right. I actually got rid of Twitter. Okay. I'm sure he's got better things going on anyways. But, um, you know, for everybody that's out there, keep following us. Tell your friends about it. Share us. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on Spotify. Um, Follow me on X at C underscore Phillips underscore 13. You can follow Rafal on X at, you want to give your your Twitter handle? Oh, R-E-P-H-A-E-L-N 613. Um, I don't have it on my phone right now, but... I'll check every couple of weeks. Um, if you guys right. want to hit me up, follow me. Definitely uh, respond back to you. Yeah, interact with us. We'd love to chat with you about baseball. There's a lot going to be happening here over this month. So until next week, guys, have a great and wonderful day. And we're fall. Rest that ankle. You're getting old, man. You know, stretch beforehand. Get some icy hot, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> on there and get better. But uh, we will talk to you guys all later. Peace.